Hello everybody and a warm welcome to episode number 23 of the When in Spain show. I'm Paul Birch, talking to you from La Latina neighbourhood, well, somewhere between La Latina and La Rapies neighbourhoods in the centre of the Spanish capital. Of course, as soon as I started recording, the sound of a circular saw starts. Uh, <laughs> Spanish builders, tool of choice. If you can use a circular saw to, to do a job, then, then use it at any time of day. Anyway, it's uh, Thursday lunchtime almost here in Madrid. Welcome to the show. Thanks to all of the regular listeners who continue to tune in. And uh, if you're new to this show and you're just starting listen to us for the first time, uh, episode 23, uh, well, welcome as well. And if you're wondering what the hell is this podcast all about, uh, not just about circular saws in Madrid, well, I guess I'd call it the podcast for Hispanophiles. Anyone who has any kind of interest in Spain, even if it's just a passing interest, anyone who's interested in Spanish culture, lifestyle, people, places, observations on daily life here. Uh, this is what I endeavour to, to bring you guys, the listeners, something from Spain each week. I also try to give practical advice and tips as well, depending on whether you're planning just to come for a short visit, for a holiday, or if you're planning on coming to live and work here, whether you're coming to buy a house here, whether you're thinking of coming to retire in Spain. I try to give some perspectives on all of these kinds of things. Uh, I live in Madrid and I try to uh, make the podcast as general as possible. I really try to avoid it being too Madrid-centric. Um, so I do like to give information really that's relevant to uh, all of Spain or gives you insights into most of Spain. It's walking past a, a lady on the corner of the street who's selling uh, bags of garlic and strings of onions. So anyway, let's crack on with episode 23. Well, today I wanted to ask the question, are Spaniards vampires? Um, it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, episode uh, today, but I also hope it will lead on to talking about some other quite interesting things, uh, observations uh, about Spanish people, how they live, where they live, their homes. Uh, why am I asking the question, are Spanish are the Spanish a nation of vampires? Well, I'm talking about something that you will see everywhere in Spain and you will often hear a dawn chorus of them as well uh, if you live, well, anywhere, anywhere really. I'm talking about shutters, window shutters, blinds. And the reason I'm talking about it is I saw quite an amusing uh, newspaper article in El País um, a few months ago and I put it on my list of things to talk about uh, in a future episode and well today's the day <laughs> to talk about shutters uh, it sounds a bit odd and maybe a bit banal but um, well reason being is uh, I find it uh, quite intriguing it's one of these observations that you make when you I guess compare life back home uh, for me in the UK um, nobody has shutters in the UK. No one at all, really. Uh, maybe in an old cottage, you might have wooden doors that close on your windows. But in normal apartments, houses, uh, nobody seems to have uh, shutters at all. But here in Spain, they are really, really <laughs> intrinsic to day-to-day -to -day life. 
in fact, uh, if you listen back to, I think it's episode 12, when I uh, interview some of my Spanish friends who live back home in the uh, UK, in Oxford, uh, and I ask them, what are the things you miss uh, about Spain? And, and there you can just hear the sound of a shutter being pulled down there on a shop front. Talk about that in a second. And she said to me, oh, you know, various things to do with food, weather. And she said, what are those things called? I miss the things you pull down over your windows. And I said, shutters. She said, yeah, I really miss shutters. No, no uh, properties in the UK have shutters. As I'm walking uh, through the La Latina uh, neighbourhood in the centre of Madrid, I'm just looking now at the buildings, the apartments, five-storey apartments, 18th, mid-18th century buildings. All of them have little balconies, something else which I'll be talking about a bit later. And all of them have shutters of various uh, designs. Now, you've got the more modern plastic uh, metal uh, segmented shutters which you roll up and down using a, a cord or a winding handle inside the apartment and some of the older uh, apartments have got the original old wooden folding shutters which have kind of wooden slats in between them and then on front of those as if that wasn't enough they've got an extra uh, wooden kind of like a bamboo green bamboo blind which is uh, controlled again by a cord uh, to wind it up and down the other design uh, on the building just next to the other two uh, uh, they've got internal shutters so they've got wooden folding like kind of wooden folding doors panel doors on the insides of the windows and as I walk down uh, the street underneath the uh, apartments are shops all different types of shops along the street clothes shops grocery shops you've got a hairdressers bars and cafes as usual you've got uh, ferreteria which is a uh, hardware store um, and they're all open at the moment because it's not lunchtime uh, just yet um, in about an hour or so they will begin literally shutting up shop for lunch and what do they do when they shut up shop the shutters go down. All of the shops, all of the smaller shops in most neighbourhoods, in fact, really every shop, actually, that isn't a major chain uh, in the centre of Madrid, all of these shops all have shutters and they all get slammed down. I think uh, they seem to get some kind of sense of enjoyment. It sort of marks the end of the first half of the day, the slamming down of the shutters, like, that's my morning done now for lunch. Uh, it seems to be a ritual, certainly on the street where I live, which is lined with antique shops. Uh, almost within five minutes of each other, you hear again another chorus of shutters being uh, slammed down, these metal-heavy shutters, uh, which makes a, a bloody noise, actually, um, marking the end of the morning, time for lunch. So the thing, what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, all shops have these metal shutters, and they're all, um, they're all pretty ugly. They're all pretty old metal shutters. Some of them, though have been adorned with graffiti, have been painted bright colours, so that makes them more interesting. Um, but if you walk through uh, a neighbourhood street in the middle of the day, even on a weekday like today, it's a Thursday afternoon, if you walk down the street on a lunchtime, it looks like the street is derelict. It looks like all of the shops have, are permanently closed down um, because you just see all of these grey metal shutters down and you can't see into the shops, you can't see into the shop windows. Um, and again, this is something I don't know. In the UK, you don't really see. No, no stores 
have any shutters. Um, they just lock, close their door, which is normally a glass door and a glass window. They close it and they leave it uh, locked like that overnight. Some stores may be, I don't know, in shopping, shopping malls, shopping centres, those kinds of places might have uh, electronic kind of shutters. I don't know. Here, shutters rule. And I was also reading in this article in El País that the shutter industry is absolutely huge in Spain, uh, which makes sense. Everyone has shutters in their apartments and houses and businesses. They generate huge amounts of money. Uh, apparently, most uh, shutter companies are family-run companies. And you were talking in the region of tens of millions of euros every year for some of the biggest uh, Spanish shutter companies so it's, it's a huge business so why was i saying ah oh, spaniards vampires well to me it seems that while well, spain has between two and a half and three thousand hours of sunshine every year uh compared with maybe northern europe for example in the uk it's something like well almost half that really it's about 1600 hours of sunshine per year so obviously and spain is famous for this everyone knows that spain is generally uh, a, a hot and sunny climate um so i guess for this reason this is why people have their shutters but uh, the thing i find intriguing is that it makes sense to have the shutters pulled down in your house in high summer to keep the hot sunlight out and uh, thus keep the uh, apartment uh, cool. But even so, I notice as well that uh, Spaniards seem to keep their shutters down most of the year round. Um, they do seem to be uh, a, a nation of people who live, when they're at home, in darkness. Um, I mean, they have the lights turned on, obviously, but I, most Spanish apartments that I've been to, they're not incredibly uh, light-filled airy spaces they do seem to be pretty dark and sometimes that's just because the windows are very small sometimes that's because the apartments are in an interior apartment so they don't face out into the street they face into a, an, in, an indoor courtyard but also because the, the blinds are usually pulled down or closed during most of the day um, which i find quite strange because i guess in the uk people like to have their curtains open most of the day until it gets dark to let as much light in as possible and I suppose it makes sense I guess it's because when you have so much of something <laughs> you don't really care about it so much so sunlight is in, in abundance in Spain people shut it out because they're fed up of it I guess and I guess in the UK where it's not the sunniest of climes people really want to make the most of any natural light uh, possible so I guess it, it kind of makes sense but it's always something I suppose being a giri being someone who's not from here always strikes me as a bit puzzling you know why would you want to shut out all of the uh, natural light uh, during the day in the summer months i guess it makes sense because yes it does get hot but yeah in my experience people in spain tend to live very away from the sort of exterior of the house everything takes place sort of in the center of the house uh, you, you don't uh, sit in your window some people do i suppose that's another thing that's going to come on to is talking about balconies for any of you who have ever been to spain and not just Spain, anywhere really in southern Europe, you'll know that most uh, apartments uh, have uh, balconies, whether they are an exterior balcony or an interior balcony looking uh, down, looking out onto an in indoor courtyard. And there's another thing, uh, the observation that I find a bit intriguing, 
All of these Spanish homes, apartments, flats have, in many cases, beautiful, uh, quite large balconies with big double doors that open out onto them. Um, I don't think really I ever see any people sitting out on their balconies. Uh, it almost seems like the balcony is a bit of an afterthought in many cases. Even in the summer, sometimes you do, sometimes. You might see, you know, someone draped over the balcony, smoking a cigarette, uh, looking down onto the street. But as soon as they finish the cigarette, they flick it into the street and go back indoors again. You don't really see any people sitting on a table, having a glass of wine, enjoying their balcony. Uh, hardly at all. I re- rarely see... Uh, that happening obviously at this time of year it's pretty cool certainly in madrid and yeah you may not want to necessarily sit outside on your balcony but most of the year you can and you really don't see it very often i'm walking down the street now i'm still in sort of on the fringes of uh lava pierce neighborhood i'm just looking up at some of the balconies that i can see yeah as i said they do seem to be something of an afterthought in many cases not in every case but they're not something that is kind of cared for and in in many cases they're just somewhere to dump bric-a-brac any sort of things in the house you don't want to keep in the house Uh, many balconies are given over to air conditioning units many balconies are given over to the uh, very common site in spain is the orange or blue gas canisters which uh, in many parts of spain still uh, mains gas is still not uh, massively massively common it depends on the building you live in so the orange gas butane canisters uh, are used very often which are delivered i don't know once a month or something like that for people to be able to cook and use gas in their homes these also get dumped out on the balconies there's a place for people to hang out their washing which i guess does make sense although most people seem to hang their washing on the interior part of their uh, building if they have that and actually talking about washing in some parts of Spain um, that I've been to, particularly in Barcelona and also in Valencia, or I think it's Valencia or even Malaga, when I was in Malaga a couple of weeks ago, you see notices in, uh, in doorways and things saying it's apparently it's actually illegal. I think it depends on the local ayuntamiento, the local council. It's actually illegal in many cities or certain neighborhoods or districts to hang your washing outside um, because I guess they think it makes the streets look a bit untidy with everyone's washing draped over their balconies um but no certainly in madrid you see it very common i'm looking at a balcony now which is uh, exhibit a it's got an air conditioning unit each side of the air conditioning unit you've got uh, an orange uh gas canister butane canister and then above the air conditioning unit you've got a load of washing hung up so that balcony <laughs> no one's going to be sitting out and enjoying that um so, yeah, they do seem, in many cases, to be a bit of an afterthought. So there's a sort of storage space, some, somewhere to dump your bicycle, again, which makes sense. On the other hand, in, and I think in the minority of cases, though, just walking a little bit further along, and we've got a row of four balconies, wrought iron, black wrought iron balconies, uh, on first-floor apartments. And lovely. One of them's got a little wooden table and two chairs with green cushions laid out on the balcony. So obviously these people do sit out and enjoy their balcony. All of the others have got uh, boxes with plants in, um, geraniums, red and purple flowers, pot plants. um, And they look pretty well cared for. 
cactuses on the next one along uh, the next balcony along is draped in uh, lights uh, obviously turned off at the moment so there you go I don't know um, but I would say in the majority of cases walking around the city most balconies are, just seem to be disused spaces that no one, <laughs> people don't really seem to care about which for me I suppose being British is like crazy it's like why would you not want to enjoy that little bit of outdoor space that you have I think maybe it's a maybe it's a bit of a British thing we're all uh, we're all quite proud of our gardens our front gardens our back gardens in, in the UK and we like to spend quite a lot of time in them if possible if the weather permits uh, whereas I guess in Spain you know it's good weather most of the year round so it's not so much of a big deal I think we Spanish people uh, are more likely to just get out into the street um, and go and sit you know outdoors on a bench or go and sit in a park or go and sit certainly on a terraza and uh, you know have a beer or something uh, rather than sitting on their balcony um, whereas back home we'd probably be more inclined to sit out on our patio uh, probably you know most days during the summer uh, enjoying food outside or a drink or something like that so there you go Spanish balconies um, they are really beautiful I always strike me especially in places like Madrid and these uh, you know buildings which are you know 150 years old some of them more uh, really beautiful, detailed, wrought iron uh, balconies, and uh, yeah, they're really, really pretty. Yeah, talking about that, uh, the other thing that is really common in Spain that you see, which at first, again, I thought was a bit strange, is uh, the use of metal bars on windows, <laughs> which in many cases makes them look like. Well, makes them look like prisons, to be honest. That's more on the modern buildings, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's really common whether you uh, whether it's a house, whether it's a, an apartment block, or whether it's a um, a business. Uh, certainly, on the ground floors, on the ground floors, uh, any windows that face out onto a, a ground floor have thick metal bars. Uh, most of the time built into the wall in front of the window and I just think God, again it's something I've never seen in the UK something I don't think I've seen in other parts of Europe to be honest I'm trying to think if I've ever seen this in France or Italy I don't think so but in Spain it's really common any ground floor um, property will have thick metal bars in front of the windows just to give that lovely, you know, prison feel about it. Um, and I was looking into, you know, why is this? And it's, they're not so bad on the older buildings because they're a bit slightly decorative, I suppose, but certainly on uh, newer builds, you look at the building and they, they even seem to now put them on the sort of first and second floor windows as well. And they just look like prisons. They just look like big prison blocks with these bars on the windows. Anyway, I looked into it and, uh, well, apparently, of course, it comes down to money. Um, why does it come down to money? Because it t- comes down to insurance. And this also goes, I believe, for the obsession with heavy metal shutters on uh, shop fronts as well. Uh, insurance companies will not insure uh, a ground floor property unless it has uh, great big thick metal bars across all of the windows to stop people, obviously, trying to break in. They won't insure shops either unless they have these uh, metal shutters. 
I think in many cases these shutters and these metal bars kind of spoil the, the character of some of these buildings, uh, some of these old storefronts. Just going back to balconies, it's also quite common to see these beautiful wrought iron balconies that have been boxed in, uh, built, have been uh, extended using glass and wood and a wooden or metal frame just to create an additional interior, a very small interior space, something that you quite commonly see and you sort of think, why, why have they made like a sort of glass, a, a miniature glass house out of their balcony? Um, because again, okay, you may not use your balcony, but I, it's going to be even hotter, uh, more stifling when if you've covered it and turned it into a glass room. Um, and again, I think people do it because it's just a, store, a storage space and I suppose they want a covered storage space. Uh, again, me being a Brit, being an outsider, I don't know, perhaps I have a sort of like a, balconies have a kind of mystique to me that harks back to going on holiday and sitting on hotel balconies, who knows. Um, but yeah, it's another thing. And of course, they are places to hang flags. If you go to Barcelona, you're going to see a lot of Catalan flags hanging from balconies everywhere you go. And this is a, also a craze which has now started in Madrid and other parts of Spain, I've noticed, since the uh, attempt at a Catalan referendum, um, when was it, last year, just over a year ago, year and a half ago, um, Catalans hanging all their Catalan flags out as a mark of showing that they wanted to vote for independence. They started doing the same thing here in Madrid in, in sort of in defiance. So it's very common now to, to see the, the Spanish flag, the national Spanish flag, hanging from balconies uh, in many places as well. Much more, much more than before the referendum, I noticed. So that will conclude my little tour of balconies, shutters, metal bars for this episode. Um, I'm going to make my way back home now um, before heading off to work after lunch. So I've just got back home at about uh, five to two, just about lunchtime. And I'm expecting uh, the guys downstairs in the antique shops to uh, start slamming down their shutters before they disappear for a couple of hours for their lunch break. So I'm going to see if I can grab the sound for you. So there you go. The chorus of metal shutters being slammed down. Um, I was just standing out on my balcony, actually, and it's funny. I heard the sound of, as you heard, about three, four, five antique shops all shutting within minutes of each other. But also I could hear echoing in the distance in the wider neighborhood, you know, streets away, the same sound. I don't know, noise pollution or classic Spanish sound. So with that crashing and banging, I'll bring episode 23 to a close. Uh, don't forget, you can not only listen to When in Spain uh, as a podcast, When in Spain also has a presence on social media or the usual places. You can check out uh, photos which accompany the various episodes on Instagram. The handle is When in Spain one you can tweet when in spain or follow when in spain on twitter the twitter handle is when in spain and there's also a facebook group uh, via the when in spain facebook page 
So if you'd like to socialise with fellow When in Spain listeners, you can do that via the When in Spain Facebook group. It's a place to ask questions, share ideas, suggestions, recommendations. You can share links, articles, photos, anything to do with Spain or indeed the When in Spain podcast as well. And if you'd like to get in touch with me personally, uh, directly, you can ping me an email at whenInSpain1 at Outlook.com. When in Spain, number one, at Outlook.com. Do not hesitate to get in touch with me with any questions or suggestions. Also, don't hesitate if you'd like to leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, for example, if you listen on iTunes, feel free to give... Uh, uh, a star rating uh, or leave a little review. Uh, for example, one like this from somebody called Traveller D1 who left me a little review uh, last week. Thank you, D. The review says, Paul is so detailed in these podcasts, it definitely takes me back to my short time in Madrid. Amazing work. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, another review uh, by Por Ahí Vamos, Por Ahí Vamos, uh, says, Love these podcasts. He gives really helpful info and insider tips. And it's a really soothing listen. I feel like I'm getting a taste of Spain before I head over. Um, great. Well, I'm glad um, you find it uh, interesting. But yeah, a soothing listen. Well, I'm glad it's something that's quite relaxing to listen to uh, as well sometimes when you just want a bit of uh, escapism. And just before I go, a little word from our sponsors. No, not really. We don't have any sponsors, as you guys know. Uh, just me. Just a note to say, uh, if you do enjoy listening to the podcast, please spread the word. Uh, tell your friends, your family, uh, anyone at all, your colleagues, anyone who you think might be interested in uh, little snippets of insights into Spain. Uh, maybe you know someone who is going on holiday to Spain uh, at some point in the near future or the distant future. Uh, tell them about the podcast. Or maybe you know someone who uh, wants to uh, emigrate and move and has ideas of uh, moving to sunny Spain. Uh, well, tell them about the podcast. Any university students out there listening who are thinking of coming to do an Erasmus year in Spain, spread the word. Tell uh, anyone else who you know who might be planning to do the same thing about the podcast. If you're new to this podcast, there are numerous episodes which deal with things like finding somewhere to live, somewhere to rent, how to open a bank account, how to get your national identity number, your NIE, all of these kinds of practicalities that you might need when you first move to Spain. If that might be useful for someone, please tell them about the podcast. So enough spiel from me for one week. I will catch you next week with another episode of the When in Spain show. Until then, adios y que tengáis buena semana.